Hello, it's Chloe. I'm here on the lookout for guests to be on the show. Head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash guest to get your application in. I thought I'd let you know what happens after you apply. So I take a look through all the applications and select those I think will make a good episode. For those I think will, I will drop you an email with a link to book an hour to do the recording. You then pick an hour that works for you, after which I send you all the information on what you need to get ready for the recording. Now we record online so you can do it from anywhere in the world as long as you've got a solid internet connection and no background noise. And then ahead of time all you really need to prep are your top tips answers because hopefully you know what you want to talk about because what you want to talk about is your business that shouldn't take too much prep. But yeah the top tips make sure you've got those answers ready. Then once the recording slot comes around, we'll both be logged into a Zoom call, really nice and simple. And we're going to have a little chat. And then once we've uh, done that chat and we're both all ready to go, I will hit record and then away we go. Any errors that happen, of course, we will edit out before it goes live. And unfortunately, if you take a tally of them, they're usually mine. Um, It's as simple as that. Once we finish recording, I will let you know when it's going out and we can deal with any questions you've got or anything. It really is that simple to record it. It's also that simple to apply. So just head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash guest if you'd like to join me on the show. It's the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast, here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to the latest podcast. I'm Chloe and it is great to have you out there listening. In this episode, I've got something a little different for you and it's different on a few fronts. My guest gained his experience in the e-commerce travel sector rather than the pure e-commerce retail sector. And as I often say, it's always good to learn from other industries. So we get a little bit from that. He's also going to be talking about how he's gone about growing his own e-commerce business, which is a marketing training operation. So selling virtual products. And trust me, you're going to learn a lot from that side of the interview. Plus, we'll have some great SEO tips too. How could we not? Get ready for some great ideas. Without the sponsors, the podcast wouldn't be possible. So please do check them out. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Save time and money no matter what you ship or mail with the SendPro Online software. Print shipping labels and stamps right from your desk and access discounted rates for as low as $4.99 per month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Tommy Griffith used to run SEO for big businesses, four years at Airbnb and before that, two years at PayPal. Then in 2017, he decided to turn his training side business, Click Minded, into his main occupation. With projected 2019 revenue of $490,000 for just 10 hours work time per week, spending 2018 working on automating the business has clearly paid off. Hello, Tommy. Chloe, how's it going? How are you? I am excited to talk to you today because there's so much of what, what you've done in recent years, which is relevant to our listeners. I think this is going to be an awesome chat. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm ready to, ready to nerd out with, uh, with your listeners and with you. That sounds good. Well, look, let's start off with your cl- pre-click-minded world and talk search. So how did you get into search in the first place? Yeah, so um, so I've been doing search engine optimization for uh, for a little over 10 years 
Um, the way I got into it, a lot of uh, a lot of your audience might be familiar with it, and other digital marketers as well. But um, I I first got into it by reading Tim Tim Ferriss's book Four Hour Workweek. Did you ever read that? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the staple in the internet marketing world. Um, and yeah, I was um, I I graduated university right when the recession started. Um, I was studying finance. And that my, that was my plan, you know. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go down to New York and work at a, a boring cubicle bank like everyone else in my graduating class." And I remember the day I, w- I went to one of these—I think it was Bear Stearns—and I applied. And then, like three days later, they went bankrupt. <laughs> like, 160-year-old financial institution bankrupt, you know. And I was 22 or something like that. Um, I ended up reading this. This is, this is a really dorky story, but yeah, I ended up reading Four Hour Work Week, and one of the things Tim Ferriss recommended in 2008 uh, is an info product, right? And he said that you know if you have a specific type of knowledge, um, it can be helpful to to create that, right? If you have a, a competitive advantage that way. I had this very embarrassing story where I started a fraternity in college do you are you familiar with these and i'm not i know they're not as popular over uh, in europe and uk we know enough from watching movies but we couldn't answer quiz questions on them (laughs) i suppose (laughs) right and so then you know that they are incredibly obnoxious and what we did in university was exactly as obnoxious as you're imagining right now so we (laughs) we we started a fraternity and it started as kind of a joke and by the time i left um university, there was like a hundred people in it. Right. Uh, and so I was sitting there reading this book and thinking, okay, actually that's one piece of knowledge I had. Um, I use a, a keyword research tool and found that people were actually searching for this, how to start a fraternity. Right. So I wrote this very dorky 60 page ebook called, uh, the fraternity handbook and, and wrote a, an ebook on how to start your own fraternity. I started selling the book for $10 nobody bought it. I dropped the price to $5. Nobody bought it. And then I raised the price to $47 and 250 people bought it. <laughs> wow. And, and that's when you learned about search was promoting that. That was, yeah, exactly. So um, I, I wrote the ebook and I said, okay, how do I get this to the top of Google? Ended up, you know, searching for how to do that, teaching myself. And then that spiraled into really loving search engine optimization, really getting in, into it, uh, working for an agency, and then eventually um, joining the internet marketing team at, at PayPal a couple of years later, managing managing search engine optimization there. Wow. You did SEO even for big businesses for like six years across PayPal and Airbnb. Um, I guess, what, what what's your advice for anyone out there who's, who's approaching SEO, given you've, you've had so much experience in it? Yeah. So... Um, so I am incredibly biased when it comes to search engine optimization. I, I, you know, every every digital marketing channel has their role, but I'm I've been sort of a specialist that focuses specifically on on search engine optimization, and it's I'm very I kind of overly emphasize it. The way big companies and and small entrepreneurs that are just getting started is very different. The nature of what I was doing day to day, PayPal and Airbnb, was incredibly different from an e-commerce entrepreneur who. Uh, has a lot more to worry about day to day. You know, I, I have to admit, being a PayPal and Airbnb managing search engine optimization is much less sexy than whatever you're imagining right now. 
it's a lot of, you know, hey, these engineers were about to introduce a change to these pages that's going to de-index them from Google. So we have to stop them, right? Or, hey, these designers want to propose something that's written in a language that's incredibly uh, search engine bot unfriendly. And we have to, to change this, right? Or, or hey, they, these guys want to remove all the text from this page. <laughs> that's a really bad idea, right? Um, and it's just like putting a lot of these concepts into presentations and talking with people and making making sure everyone uh, everyone's in the same boat, right? A lot of herding cats and getting people on the same team. So it's uh, it's very very different from you know what someone listening to uh, e-commerce master plan podcast and like trying to get more traffic to their product pages would be doing on a day to day basis. Uh, in terms of like sort of what I'm executing on, but the concepts, the principles of like what you need to do to get your site indexed, ranking, you know, and optimized for your users that are searching for you, they're all the exact same concepts. It's just the big company stuff ends up <laughs> ends up being different uh, when when you execute on a day to day basis. It sounds like the big company um, role is more of uh, policing the stupidity out of the business. <laughs> Um, so, for sure, for sure. That is actually that's a. I mean, can I steal that from you? That is, <laughs> you can steal that. You can steal that. Policing the stupidity out. Whereas for for the small business, you're kind of more proactively making things happen. That is exactly right. Yeah, I mean, PayPal and Airbnb are two of the largest websites in the world, and so a lot of it was just trying to preserve the traffic, right? Like, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times engineers had introduced changes that would. That were on pace to literally bring traffic to zero. You, you, you don't. It happens a lot. I mean, all you need to do is add one line, one line of code to your page to completely remove it from the index, right? And so a lot of people don't realize this. Uh, it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Going into to work every day, has anyone changed anything they shouldn't have? Right. Are we still there? Right. Is it still working? Exactly. So, so you, you did mention the principle. So I'm going to ask you very quickly about this before we dive into the world of ClickMinded. But but what are those, the, would you say, are the key SEO principles that the smaller guys should be paying attention to? Yeah, I mean, we can, uh, you, you know, there's a, a massively comprehensive checklist um, we can give to your users if they want to check it out and go into the the nitty gritty. But um, at, a, at a really high level, it's just three big buckets, right? The first is uh, relevancy, and th- and that's all. It's also called on-page optimization. That's you know making sure the URL and the page and the content is all designed for the right intent of that user, and 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 uh, makes sense for that user. Um, the second is authority, and the, this is just a fancy way to say link building, right? Making sure you have a, a lot of authoritative sources pointing to you, and we can go into those details a little bit later. And then the third one is is technical, the technical. Um, optimization. And there's actually a lot there on the enterprise side, but that is, you know, can the search engine crawl all my pages? Are they getting to all my pages? Am I, have I added something that'll block the crawlers, right? Uh, are, are my language settings correct, right? So uh, just relevancy, authority, and technical optimization are the three big buckets. If you're a smaller site with, you know, between one and 50 SKUs, let's say, uh, you're probably less worried about the technical side if you have a lower number of URLs. And sort of when you get into the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions of URLs, the technical side kind of becomes more and more and more important just because it's a comprehensive problem for search engines to kind of crawl and go through your site, right? I've had a 
um, an Amazon FBA business for a while, and we had a very small number of SKUs, and it was on Shopify, and it was pretty easy, right? But at, at Airbnb, you know, we have 55 different top-level domains, 20 different languages, a number of different subdomains. And so the upper bound of URLs we were managing was in the tens of millions, right? And so it's just a very comprehensive problem to get Google to crawl all of that every single day. And that, that's, uh, that was sort of one of the things I was doing more on the enterprise side. But now, uh, now that I'm working on my own business and a smaller business, it goes more uh, focusing more on the um, relevancy and authority side. Well, let's talk about that business you're now running yourself, which is click-minded. Um, Tell us a bit about what the product is, because we've been very vague about that thus far. <laughs> yeah, so ClickMinded is a, a digital marketing uh, training platform for entrepreneurs and marketers. Um, I started it at PayPal, actually. I and not out of the not out of uh, the niceness of my own heart. My 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 boss asked me to do like a marketing training day for for my colleagues, and I ended up. Um, training everyone up on search engine optimization and turning it into an online course. So anyone joining the internet marketing team took, uh, took my online SEO course, kept working on it while I was at Airbnb. And I ended up making it kind of like a, how we train all the new people on the growth team on search engine optimization. They would end up taking my SEO course. It ended up, it was just a side project and it ended up uh, a couple years in eclipsing my own salary at Airbnb, and, uh, which is great. And yeah, two years later, I've been um, traveling, working on it. We're up to seven different courses now, uh, a small staff, and uh, we, we, we cover a number of different topics. And our model is we try and use world-class experts that do this stuff every day, right? So our social media course is taught by the head of social media at Airbnb. The, con- the content marketing course is taught by the former content strategist from Lyft. And we try and find these um, kind of people that are, that are experts that are doing this every day and teaching everything that they know. So it's been a lot of fun. Nice. And what platform are you selling that on then? Yes. Yeah, so uh, so our site is built on WordPress. Actually, if you want to dig into the, the details, I love talking about this stuff because I've tried every single learning management system possible. I have failed miserably at so many of them. I had so many plugin conflicts and bugs and all these things. But yeah, we, we can dig into this. So the site, the actual site is built on WordPress, but the product is on the subdomain using Teachable. Are you familiar with Teachable, the learning manager? I use Teachable myself. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in like a learning management system renaissance right now. There's a lot of great options. Um, I started my online course in 2012 and there were not a lot of options. (laughs) It still kind of blows my mind that you can just do it all in one place and you'd have to have a separate video host and you don't have to have this separate or that separate. It's kind of like, whoa, this is so simple. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, even in in Wistia charges alone, Teachable has been worth it, right? I we were, you know, managing. I was encoding every video myself and uploading it in places, and you know, one one WordPress one, one WordPress plugin um, updates and everything breaks. That's kind of how it was in 2012. It was <laughs> it was really bad. But yeah, the site is on WordPress. Uh, we installed Teachable on a subdomain. We have a number of different um, plugins around that. Uh, we use ThriveCart actually. To um, are you are you using Teachable's checkout feature? Yes, I use Teachable's checkout feature. Yeah, we. Um, it's actually much better now. They've improved it a lot, and I think it's fine to use. But it was lacking a few features a couple years ago that they actually added already. But we ended up using ThriveCart to um, to actually process payments, and we have uh, 
lots going on underneath, all connected through uh, Zapier. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Like we're, you would have thought in the world of the internet, the tech stack for selling physical products, which most of our listeners are doing, would be less well-developed than the platform for selling um, virtual products, <laughs> yeah. which are consumed online. But like you, you've, we've just raved about how simple it is now. But still, you've got a front end on WordPress, a cart on Thrivecart and product delivery on a third platform because none of them quite did it right. Whereas for everyone listening, basically all of that's handled by by one platform. A Shopify, a Magento, a WooCommerce. It's kind of crazy that it's that the, the two are, are so um, unequal in that front. That's a really good point. Yeah, because my old business was on Shopify and it was so much easier. I mean, maybe the nature of the problem is more uniform. And so it was easier to, for Magento or Shopify to, to answer it, to figure it out. But you're right. Um, ClickMinded is significantly more band-aided and duct taped together than, uh, than the Shopify site ever was, for sure. That's a good point. I never really thought of that. Yeah, I, say I, I couldn't run my, the, you know, the training side of my business without Zapier. You know, that's... That is that's the, the duct tape that holds the whole thing together. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder. I wonder why that is. It's an interesting one, but one one to mull over later. I think before we disappear down that rabbit hole today. And uh, you mentioned you've got a few team members. So who have you got working on ClickMinded? Yeah. So um, so we on kind of day to day operation stuff. The business has different needs, sort of as we've gone along. So. When we first were creating um, all of our courses, that was a, a lot of work in and of itself, right? Seven different courses, 35 hours of HD video. Um, so that was a bunch of work and we needed different staff uh, at that point. Now um, it's changed a little bit because the, the actual products are created. And so it's a little bit more maintenance. Um, so we have, yeah, uh, video, um, video editor guy, um, we have a guy helping with a lot of analytics and analysis stuff along with our SOP library. It's this unique product we have where we're, we, we actually create digital marketing SOPs for our, our, our users. Our users are mostly entrepreneurs, in-house marketers, and um, agencies and consultants between two and 100 people. Could you just quickly explain what SOP stands for? Yeah, sorry. Sorry being too jargony, right? Yeah, SOP uh, stands for Standard Operating Procedure. It's just a fancy way to say like a really comprehensive checklist. Um, and the we, we have a number of digital marketing SOPs that we create for our users. Things like, you know, how to run an email campaign and reduce 99% of errors or how to add a Google Tag Manager to a WordPress site. Things like that. Very specific digital marketing tutorials. We have uh, someone on the content team and we, uh, two people actually on the content team and then sort of a generalist VA uh, kind of person helping out with, you know, like you said before, when Zapier breaks and everything falls apart, things, things to help out on, <laughs> on that side. Now, I mentioned at the beginning that you're doing this on about 10 hours a week at the moment. So I'm guessing I'm going to take a rough punt that these are all virtual team members and probably not full time. Yeah, so we are 100% remote, which is awesome. Um, I am, I've been traveling for the last two years, but I'm in the US now. But yeah, everyone is in different parts of Europe and li doing what they want, living the dream. Very cool. And um, do you, are you doing the marketing as well within the team? Yeah, so our business is 90, usually ranging between 90 and 95% inbound, which is, which is 
kind of crazy. We we need to, we probably should be expanding to other channels for risk diversification. Uh, but we are almost almost entirely um, Google and YouTube organic traffic, which is a great spot to be. We play with other channels time and again, but uh, we have our, our our bread and butter. And and that's a lot of what I do. Our model, we we create this really we have a pretty effective system where when we decide to go create content, we end up creating video content. We do that for YouTube. We then transcribe that content and then we turn it into a blog post with that transcription. And then we take that blog post and we also use it as an evergreen email as well. So one YouTube video ends up getting a lot of uh, a lot of life, a lot of lifespan for us, right? We use it as YouTube blog posts and emails, and it just becomes a, it's actually a very effective system uh, to push out content for users. So you do a lot of uh, free in inverted commas video content to get people in to buy your paid for video content. Yep, exactly. I really love. Um, are you familiar with this guy, Ramit Sethi, I think is how you pronounce his name, the personal finance no. blogger guy. Have you ever heard of him? No. Um, he wrote this, uh, I love this guy, personal finance uh, blogger. He's been around for a really long time. I've been following him since I was very young. But his sort of model is like, okay, 98% of what I do is free. and then, But if you're looking for results even faster, here's the, here's the paid product. Um, and so that's sort of the, the way we take it as well. Nice. And it pays off, doesn't it, taking that approach? It does. It uh, it's really working for us right now, and we we're really happy with it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's I think that's the nature of when you're an information business. The first thing, especially when people want to criticize criticize your business, they always say, "Couldn't I just do that online for free on YouTube?" And one hundred percent of the time, yes, you can. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, it's just the nature of whether or not you trust that source, whether or not you want those updates. Um, I've found just in my own life, you know, free YouTube videos versus even a very heavily discounted, very um, inexpensive course could be the difference between hours and hours and hours or weeks and months of, of making mistakes and learning on your own. So that's the angle we take is we say, you absolutely do not need this course. You 100% can learn this on your own. But I've been, we've been doing it for 10 years. And if you want to get there faster, click here to, to buy now. And people enroll. People seem to, to like it. Nice and simple. Drill down to just that one message. I love it. Um, right. Tommy, you mentioned about the fact you turn those blogs into evergreen emails. And I mentioned up front that you guys have done a lot of work on the automation side of the business in order to make it easy to uh, to run and easy to kind of test and optimize. Do you want to tell us a little bit about maybe the decision to do that and then how that journey's flown for you? Yeah. So we, and this was actually a very difficult time in our business because we, you know, I was full-time at a great job and decided to go all in on this and had a, a, a guy that was sort of working for me as an apprentice for a while and then was, was working somewhere else. And we were going back and forth on whether or not he would come full-time and sort of be a, a co-founder with me. And we ended up pre-selling all of our courses and doing this sort of Kickstarter style pre-sale launch that, that went very, very well. Uh, we ended up doing six figures worth of sales in seven days for a product that didn't exist yet, right? And that ended up being the catalyst for him leaving his job to come full-time. So all of a sudden, you know, I was full-time on this. He, he was full-time on this. We were both all in. And then 
all, everything started crashing, <laughs> right? Like we made a bunch of changes to the site and traffic started dropping. Our pricing wasn't right. Two of the products were, um, weren't comprehensive enough and we took the wrong angle on them and we needed to make changes. We were getting refunds. And so everything started crashing. And while everything was crashing, Eduardo, my now co-founder said, hey, I want to invest a bunch of time and effort in automating a bunch of stuff that we won't see the return from right away. And I'm like sitting there, like, like hair on fire, screaming, like, "Oh my god, is this gonna work? Is it? You know, can I pay rent? That kind of stuff." Um, <laughs> but that ended up being the right decision. We invested heavily in the automation of the business, so we're we're on a drip, which it has been great for a number of different reasons. But the the basic idea is we we got really really specific with our customer avatars and with our interest topics, right? So. We sort of get users to opt into the topic they're interested in. We created a bunch of content around each topic. And we sort of deliver them content based on what they're interested in at the right times. And we've automated a number of different things, right? Including, you know, offering a flash sale to these users or, or getting them um, automating, you know, trying to pull, to pull them back into the site to consume more content if we think they're interested in something. So it was a little bit risky because... The business was sort of crashing out while we were investing in these things that take a long time to realize. This, this sort of, it sort of takes a, a little bit of time to figure out whether or not it was worth it, but it ended up working out. And now our, our, business, our business is almost entirely run on, on Drip and the automations that we've built within Drip. Nice. So, you, so basically your inbound activity, the YouTube, the SEO, the Google stuff, that's getting people onto the website and then they're, they're signing up to email marketing basically is that and then then you're you're sending them the right thing at the right time to get the purchase that's exactly it that's exactly it so we basically focus on you know the, all of last year we focus on the bottom funnel and the middle funnel which is you know what do we offer when do we offer it how can we make it great for users how can we improve it a lot how can we offer it for as cheap as possible or at the at the right price yeah and then moving up in the funnel it's it's uh it's just pouring traffic onto that funnel, right? So our business is entirely run on our email marketing list now. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Don't waste any more time waiting in line to send mail and packages. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can send packages and mail without leaving your office for as low as $4.99 per month. And because you're an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started, plus a free £10 scale shipped right to your door to help you accurately weigh your packages. Save time and money no matter what you send with this new offer for SendPro Online. Starting at only $4.99 per month, month. You can print shipping labels and stamps from your own printer, easily compare rates using the online software, gain access to special USPS savings for letters and priority mail shipping, plus track all of your shipments and get email notifications when they have arrived. Go to pb.com forward slash master plan to access this special offer. Get a free 30-day trial and a free £10 scale to get started. That's pb.com slash master plan. Experience the better way to ship with a free trial of Send Pro Online from Pitney Bowes. It's time for the Top Tips Round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Tommy, you ready for the top tips? Ready for the top tips. Cool. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? The book here that I would recommend, and I don't know if it would make the business better, 
better directly immediately overnight. But I highly recommend this, especially if you're thinking more about getting media and press uh, towards your business. It's an older book called Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. Have you ever read this? I have, yeah. It, we, uh, someone else recommended it on the podcast a couple of years ago, and I was like, I have to read that book. So the f- what's so fascinating about this is it was written in 2012, and I think it's more relevant today than ever before. I mean, this guy called it. He he basically, he was a marketer who played the press like a fiddle in order to do whatever he wanted to do. And then he wrote this sort of expose on how fake the, the online media industry is. It's called Trust Me, I'm Lying. And he introduced this concept called the, the page view economy. Honestly, I think he's, you know, he sort of called... Brexit and Trump and like the overpoliticization. I don't. I don't want to go go politics here, but he 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 uh, really did call this this unfortunate economy we have of relentlessly getting people to to click um, whether or not stuff is true. It. It, I, I I have to admit I'm recommending this book, but it will make you feel gross when when you read it. <laughs> like you will not feel good after reading it. But it's actually really important to understand how public relations and media works now. And unfortunately, it's a it's a very dark kind of gross industry. But uh, it's good to know if you're about to do a bunch of media and promotion for your e-commerce business. Because I'm, I'm not saying you have to participate in it. I'm not saying you have to do what Ryan Holiday did or or uh, he doesn't even necessarily recommend what he, what he did. But it's really important to know if you're going to start be, be approaching a lot of these uh, media companies because the way they work is actually counterintuitive to uh, to what you might be thinking. They're not actually looking for the truth, uh, which is very unfortunate. Great recommendation and very well sold there too. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So my single favorite traffic tip uh, and more important than anything else, it's incredibly boring, is keyword research. And the reason why is because there are so many problems that you will solve in your business by doing really, really comprehensive keyword research. Just to to, to gloss over it pretty quickly, right? We use a number of third-party tools in search engine optimization to get an idea of what people are Googling, basically, right? And the, the idea here is you'll think through your customer avatars and the, the products you're creating for your users and the problems that you're solving for your users. And you'll try and map out the entire universe of things that they would be Googling, right? From the very top of their problems to the, to the very bottom. And you lay this out in a document and you can sort of map, map the, the amount of search volume to it, right? The, uh, the, the reason why this is really important, especially if you're a new e-commerce entrepreneur, is that you'll often find that, uh, let's say, for example, you want to go out and create a new product. When you do really comprehensive keyword research, you can find right away that, oh my God, nobody is searching for this, right? <laughs> nobody, nobody is looking for this. Am I actually solving a problem? And it ends up becoming this very brutal, raw moment where you say, does anyone actually want this? Am I, am I doing this for my users or, or am I doing it for myself, right? It can actually go in the, the other side of the spectrum as well. You can do your keyword research and you can say, oh my God, people want this way more than I thought, right? I thought it would be 10,000 people a month searching for this, but it's actually 100,000. So over-investing in keyword research, especially in the early phases of a new product line or a new business uh, is incredibly important in my opinion. 
excellent. I love the fact you zeroed in on a teeny tiny part that's so important there. That's brilliant. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, for sure. I love Ahrefs, um, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. Ahrefs is the single best um, SEO link analysis, link building tool out there. They also do rank tracking and monitoring, things like that. But it's the most comprehensive archive of, of links. So if you're really getting into search engine optimization, and specifically that authority part, the building links to your site, Ahrefs is the way to go. Okay, cool. And then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? So my counterintuitive growth tip, especially for e-commerce uh, owners with a large number of SKUs and URLs, is actually to kill pages on your site, to remove lower authority, low traffic pages from your site. I've seen a bunch of e-commerce sellers do this. And the big problem they have is they have a successful product line or a number of successful URLs. And then they suddenly expand it to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of pages, right? Maybe it's an individual product with too many color variants, right? Or they create an individual URL for small and medium and large and, and extra large. And a lot of these unnecessary URLs that aren't driving any traffic, they can be hurting you. Right. So my top tip, especially if you have a large number of URLs, is to kill your underperforming pages. An easy way to do this is to go into Google Analytics, look at search traffic to all your pages over the last 90 days or maybe 180 days, export it and rank order it based on amount of traffic. Right. And if you are, if you have a number of pages that aren't receiving any traffic, you might need to figure out a way to sort of remove those pages and put more emphasis, more internal links, more uh, more backlinking into your, your top pages and sort of double down on those instead. Oh, another cracking piece of advice there. That was brilliant. Tommy, thank you. And before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find more about you and ClickMinded, please? Yeah, sure. Click. Uh, you can find us at clickminded.com. Um, at Twitter, I'm at Tommy Griffith. And we just created these new awesome... Did you ever play, uh, Chloe, did you ever play video games in the 90s? Yes, I did. A little bit in an addicted fashion. <laughs> really? Yeah, me as well. I was absolutely obsessed with with Mario. Um, and we created... I don't know if you have these in the UK, but there were these very dorky magazines in the US called Nintendo Power. <laughs> did you ever... You ever see these? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, I read them every month. I can't, I can't believe I didn't have a girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know why, <laughs> <laughs> but we created the, this SEO strategy guide that's designed like a retro nineties Nintendo power magazine and kind of gives you all the tips, but it's sort of a retro eight, eight bit design. Um, and so yeah, you can, uh, you can check us out there. I'll give you the link if that's, if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's cool. Um, if you got the link there now, or shall I put it in the show notes for everybody? Uh, yeah, you can just put it in the show notes. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, guys, you can find the show notes at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, and then click on the link to this show. Tommy, you have been a star today sharing so much from your, your, your crazy amounts of experience. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. So, um, thank you. Yeah. Chloe, thanks so much. Appreciate it. It was fun. Well, there you have it, guys, a whistle-stop tour through the world of SEO and how uh, Tommy's going about building his virtual product e-commerce business. I guess key things to take away, 
If you ever think uh, doing normal e-commerce, the physical product e-commerce is all getting a bit complicated and challenging, just try and do the virtual stuff because it's a whole other ballgame where there isn't that amazing system that will do the great majority of it for you. Also, those tips he had around search, I thought were really, really strong. So uh, the, the relevancy and authority being the key thing, if you haven't got thousands and thousands of pages on the website, and then the technical being something you really do need to focus on if you've got all those pages. And then those tips he had around using hrefs for your link building. And then that one about actually killing off some of those underused pages. I may well go and do that myself tomorrow. Uh, that may well be happening. See if I can boost my my rankings by doing that. Because I know I've I've been blogging on, we've been putting stuff live on e-commerce master plan for, I don't know, five, no, seven years now. And there must be some stuff on there no one looks at anymore. So I might go and get rid of that. Uh, time to go and do some spring cleaning. Um, so I hope you've you've enjoyed the chat today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you want to get the links to that download, the, uh, the retro Nintendo download Tommy mentioned, and the top tips links and details of everything else we've been talking about today, plus some related episodes, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. That's one page that certainly won't be being removed from the website. And then... There you will find a link to this show. And Tommy's on the show today because he asked to be on the show today. He got in contact and said, Chloe, can I come on your show? Now, if you'd like to follow in his footsteps, then head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast and click on the link to become a guest. It's as simple as that. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.